Welcome back to the Foster's After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are breaking down Season 4, Episode 19, titled Who Knows. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Hello, AfterBuzzers. I don't hear a theme. Is there a theme? It's there. It's oh, it's low. Oh, a slow jam. A slow jam. For ladies' night. For ladies' no, night. But it's just the three of us tonight. Just the three of us. I how? wonder how the discussion's going to go. Sorry for all of you who miss Jeffrey, but he'll be back. <laughs> we should have had some wine. We should have had we wine. Have. Missed opportunity, ladies. Yep. Oh, well. Missed opportunity. Anyway, before we start, because there is a lot of crazy SHIT that happened in this episode, mm-hmm. let's do some intros. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hot Shot Dude. My name's Hannah Pritchard, by the way. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and, Insta- and on the Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. We are giggle fest tonight. Yeah. Um, and I will do my best to check my phone during the episode, but if you guys want to tweet at Hannah or Steph with any questions, comments, concerns, that would be amazing. Yeah. We were supposed to have Brandon Quinn on tonight, but unfortunately, his shooting schedule uh, got a little bit dragged behind. So hopefully we'll have him on season five. I'm really excited. Also really disappointed because this was a Gabe-heavy episode. Right. Yes. And it's like, it's like he knows I'm in love with him and he's trying to, like, avoid it. I know. He's just dodging you. Uh, it's so weird. It's like, come on. We'll play it cool, man. Don't worry. Well, luckily, he's worry. not only on The Fosters, but he's on another show called mm-hmm. Rebel. So yeah, okay. if you miss him there, you'll, you'll be able to see him on Rebel. So let's break this down, guys. I I don't even know. I'm going to just start off with what I thought was the biggest, oh, my God, of this episode, which was Kyle's change in behavior, looks, demeanor when Callie met up with him. And um, answers. Answers. Yes, everything. Completely different person. I know. Completely. Um, You know, I just, I can't tell if it was really him being defeated, meaning, like, I don't care. Because everything that he said was valid. He's right. She has it easier. No one's going to really see. He doesn't have the advantage of, like, what the lawyer was telling Callie, that she'll look naive and young and innocent. You know, he won't ever look like that in the eyes of a jury or a judge. And I I can't... I feel like it's very possible that he would have just stolen the money, and that's it. You know? Just because he stole the money doesn't necessarily mean... He'll kill, even though they say if you'll if you steal, you'll kill, kind of a thing. But yeah, that ain't true, though. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I used to steal from Target, so I don't think that I would kill anybody. Rebel, <laughs> that's Rebel. Target is about to hit you right now. Target, don't come after me. I didn't say my <laughs> yeah, last name, guys. <laughs> no, no, you forgot it. I think obviously we knew that he was. Um, feeling really broken after that whole scene with Callie a couple episodes ago where he was like, you got my hopes up and all these things because he really did, you know, they, I don't even know what to believe. Did he lead her on? Did she lead him on? I I don't know anymore. The teardrop thing really threw me off because obviously Callie explained, you know, that means that you killed somebody. So is this a story that he made up in jail, or did he actually do it? Like, well, I'm so confused well, at this so point. Well, so am I, because once he came out, once I saw the teardrop, I already knew that that was what it was. Right. My thing is, is that when you're in, like, prison, and if you get into, like, more maximum security, it's one of those things where if someone's trying to, like, play you, you're going to say, you know, what are you in here? I killed somebody. Are you still going to mess with me now? You know? Right. I would say just out of protection, which he says mm-hmm. to her. 
right. had to be. I needed protection. So you get tatted up and you hang out with the certain people because that's just that's the life in there. Right. I don't know. I mean, it could it could be anything. And like, I just can't decide if he just went along with it because he thought, look at this white girl's coming to help me out, and if it, it it's with her face that's doing it, then you know something can come out of it. I don't know. I really don't know because Troy. Then why would Troy be such a weirdo and so aggressive? Right. right. I can't decide if when Callie gets in the car with Brandon, if she actually believes him or they're still sort of a doubt in her mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what do you guys feel? I have no idea because originally when he sat down, I was like, he's totally making this up because he did get the tattoos and everything to protect himself in jail, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense. But then by the end of it, like, his behavior seemed seemed natural to him, actually. Right. Like, and, you know, that credits the actor as well, but, which he did incredible now seeing him play both sides of that character. But, by the end of it, he still wasn't letting down even when she, I felt like, was talking about going up on the stand and everything and trying to defend him more, say whether or not he killed. Like, I don't know, him not backing down on it and he never wavered made me think that maybe he did actually do it. But yeah, there is still the doubt with Troy because Troy still to me is fishy. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even get to see Troy this episode. Which was like, I don't know, for having it be five days before the actual trial, I was kind of hoping that we were going to be able to see something more. Especially now that we know. Okay, so obviously we know the the creepy guy. What was his name? Um, Doug Harvey. Yeah, Doug Harvey. So we know Doug Harvey is being brought in by the crooked cop or the mm-hmm. crooked detective and they have video of Callie so they can't use that in his in her defense mm-hmm. because it proves that she broke into the house. Right, which I don't even know why Doug Harvey living as a hoarder has a camera in his house unless he has something to right. hide. Well, I mean, maybe it's just that he is a very nervous person because right. he seems yeah. like he's, he did, yeah. you know, kind of the person that's always looking over his shoulder, always freaked out. At least that's the vibe I get from him. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. it wouldn't be like too surprising but to have the camera in, like, the bath... It was in the bathroom, wasn't it? Because you saw her yeah. grab the toothbrush. Mm-hmm. That's a little creepy. Like, who has a camera places. in their bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> True. But you know what I mean? Like, well, Was it the bathroom? I, I think mean, so. Where was his, where no, was his toothbrush? No, I, I think his toothbrush was somewhere random in the kitchen. Remember, it was oh, below a, a, a board, like a... Uh, a cork oh board. Well, the, if I'm wrong, I hope our, it wasn't in the bathroom. All of our Twitter people were kind of all over the place. Lisette Escobar thinks that she might have that he might have just accepted his fate, mm-hmm. meaning he probably didn't do it, but now doesn't care. Right. Christopher at Chunsicker twenty says that he hates him because uh, she he does believe that he manipulated Callie. I mean, but that's the whole thing. I mean, did he? I don't know. I don't know. Adult prison um, at Case Five Squared says adult prison made Kyle look like an adult buff and shiz. Oh. I thought that was going to be something else. <laughs> like, what? Well, I don't really know where this is going to lead. Obviously, there's going to be a major shift in the finale, which the preview set up for, and we'll definitely talk about predictions when we get there, but we still have a lot to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to stay on Callie, though, because I feel like yeah. there were a lot of things that happened. Let's go back to the beginning of the episode when they're, like, sort of talking to the... Well, I guess in, in the kind of the beginning where they're talking Robert's legal team strategy. So oh. they say that Robert is down with the plan, mm-hmm. right? But he's not there. They talk to him over phone communication. And they have Callie dressed up, and she looks like... Younger, yeah. Ma- she looks like mousy, Sophia. Like, she looks like Sophia. Buttoned up. Right, yeah, yeah, she does. Like, it is crazy that these are actual conversations that people have. But it sure. blows my mind. It's oh, what they yeah. always do for court cases. And I honestly, I think it's always silly because... 
they always do that for court cases. So obviously, whoever's going on trial is going to button up and look like mm-hmm. this pristine little person, which to me, I'm like, that don't... Uh, Almost makes you look guilty, I feel like, because it's so overdone. I think so, too. But a lot of these court cases, they have strategists that come in. Yeah. And, and you know, like, to, to figure it out just because they know how people work, what they said. Uh, mind you, jury people are just who get it in the mail. It's not like you take a class. It's like you have to do it. So it could be That's anyone true. who has a bias, who doesn't. And they're just sitting there. And like they said, they just they need that first impression because yeah. people are people. One of the first stories that I covered in L.A. as a reporter, this is like back in 2011, was one of like Lindsay Lohan's, like she like robbed something. Mm-hmm. And I was at the Santa Monica courthouse. And she wore like this blouse that was like buttoned up with like a big like it was it's called like a pussy bow it's like a big bow yeah and these like really like loose fitting pants it just like wasn't her at Girl, all I remember that yeah when <laughs> I was saying that I was thinking Lindsay Lohan in my mind legit because every time she dressed up for court it was I don't know it just it just got in my head and it's like I love that the Fosters is sort of showing every side of things you know yeah. the strategy and it's just interesting to me I, I like the way that they're breaking it down even though I don't agree with it right. like I wouldn't say that their strategy obviously I want to be on Cali's side mm-hmm. like right. what do, how do you guys feel like are do you agree with the strategy that they put together do you think that it's acceptable uh, I I do and it's one of those things where I mean yeah because I don't and she's a girl so as much as she's a white girl now she has to just be careful because she's in a place where they're going against her so that kind of sucks and it's not like it's like white on white but like guess what the white man always in this day and age still wins over the white woman and so it's difficult because you have to kind of be quiet you don't want people guess what when when a woman's like has a loud mouth not everyone's still happy about it especially (laughs) if the judge is loud people there's a saying in Spanish called la más calladita es la más bonita the the quieter one is the prettier one essentially saying that that's the one that everyone likes because no one wants to hear you running your mouth well, kind Kelly's of a thing. not quiet though. Exactly. Not so she's so people yeah. get angry. People want to say, "You know what? This girl's kind of out of control. She probably did do something wrong or you don't know where her head is at." Where if you're you're nice, quiet and innocent, how could this lovely innocent person do anything like that? Well, it was hard watching her react to them because she was so aggressive in yeah, nature. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Like I would hope that if you're about to go to jail, I would be, like, on my best behavior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she is still... She was so hung up on this Kyle thing. And I guess, hopefully, her going to see him and seeing that doesn't confuse her more but provides clarity for her. Right. Maybe she won't feel as guilty mm-hmm. to say, like, he did it. Because that's what they want. Yeah, They right. want her to be, like, he killed. You right. know, the other guy had nothing to do with right. it. It was all right. Kyle. So it's just kind of heartbreaking, like... I understand why she went, though, because it, it's a matter of her character, meaning if she said she was going to do something, she has to do it. She would right. feel like a like a coward had she gone to court and said that he did it without having talked to Kyle first. Mm-hmm. I think it does give her some clarity, but I, again, she, I mean, that, that last teardrop that she had seemed as if yeah. she believed now that Kyle did do it. Yeah, agreed. So that's fine but now she's screwed because of the Doug Harvey case so it doesn't even matter it's not do I'm saying because we saw in the preview something about 30 years what but do you three Three. well that was that's like a plea deal that she could take I I assume I mean we Mm. don't hear too much from the preview but it was like you can take three years but still like with a young girl Mm -hmm. she's she's young like three years off your life and also that changes you forever it does those three years but do you think though that if she says that she believes that Kyle did kill then there I feel like 
that will take away any need for them to show that Doug Harvey footage. And then I feel like it'll just be based around her and Troy and like Doug Harvey will kind of be out of the picture and all of that. I would hope nonsense. that they don't even bring him into it, but that cop Gray, Detective Gray, mm-hmm. he has like something against Steph. Yeah. Right. Like he's... there's some weird business going on and that was never resolved. I- I'm wondering if he's right. saving his own ass though because he, clearly he had something to do with Troy in the beginning. Yes. So I'm not sure yeah. what it is. And that's, I think that's what most difficult about this entire case is because now no one looks cool. So one right. of our, so one of the Twitters said that they think that, um, they think that Troy has a, one of the tweets, excuse me, uh, Troy has a mental issue, but that Kyle still is kind of weird and they probably still like killed her. But I don't know. Everyone's acting weird now. Kyle's saying that he did it, and maybe he and, and we see that he stole money. Troy is clearly way too aggressive, and had like an affair thing going on. Could have I don't know. Could have been irritated by his grandma. Maybe hired Kyle to do it, or and then now we have this detective being super weird as well. You know, it, it, there's and then why is Doug Harvey so weird? Clearly, he has an issue too. OCD hoarding a, a bunch right. of things that we could just see visibly, um, but. I, Who knows? Everyone falls into the category. I just really hope that they, the writers, provide us with some clarity in the finale. Whether you know person A or person B did it, how it happened. Like I, these are things I need to know. This story, I feel like we've been really invested in because Callie's yeah. been so involved with mm-hmm. it that they owe us, right? Uh, sort of an answer, right? Agreed. And yeah. I don't know. You owe us, guys. You owe Tell us, us writers. Um, so besides that, with Callie, we obviously have to talk about the Brawley scene. Okay, good. Because Jeff's not here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was the first time we've really seen them talk together all season, truly. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought it was a really beautiful conversation and when Callie said I miss us I was like girl just stop there stop there stop there as friends right either way which is fine like I've come to accept it especially after the speech that Brandon gave Steph Mm. where he was like she's my sister right Right. like as a Bradley fan it does break my heart a little bit because I think that they have such amazing chemistry together but at the same time fans you can't argue the fact that they're siblings now right And we have to look at them mm-hmm. through a different lens. Right. And, you know, as much as I think that your first love is always the, the one that you remember, not to say that they were in love, I do believe that when you're younger, um, you you kind of do get over things. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're still stuck on, like, I, how many guys did I like when I was in high school? But it changes. And, yes, their circumstances were different. But also, it's and they're siblings, and I think that they can 100% move on because they weren't at the time. So it's okay. You can forgive yeah. them. Not at the moment. That's why they wanted to keep a secret. But later, absolutely. And I think that the writers agree with this because mm-hmm. they didn't show us the car ride. Agreed. I thought that was very um, plot right. specific. Yes, you're right. You know, because if they were, if there was some sort of like tension between them or whatever, something was going on, I feel like the car ride would have been an important thing, especially because the mama stressed how long the mm-hmm. car ride was and exactly. they didn't want her to go alone. So I felt like that was the writer saying like, they're good. Right. They're in a good place. They are in a good place. We should embrace it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, that's how I feel. Well, I know. I know. I kind of actually thought a little bit the opposite. Okay. Um, because I actually, when people, I think that her saying I miss us as friends is almost showing how much love that they have for each other. Mm-hmm. That if anything, at least in that respect, like, when you care about somebody and you love somebody so much, you just you want them in your life no matter what, even Mm -hmm. if it is just as friends. So you, like, want... You miss them as friends, just having them around to talk to. So to me, that's what I was hearing, like, 
was I misspeaking to you in an intimate way and whatever, maybe we can't be together or whatnot and I'm not even thinking about you in that way, um, but I just missed the basis of our friendship, which obviously would involve more once they started to have that friendship mm-hmm, because sure. it's naturally there. And I felt that they didn't show the stuff in the car because they wanted to keep us on that last conversation which, which kind of gave us hope again for them together. Mm-hmm. And um, Lisa Escobar said, mentions that um, when nice. Steph and Diamond were talking and she's like, oh, is that her boyfriend? That she said no, but didn't clarify who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think, you know, it was Diamond's business to know. Right, that's true. Family's I family. I don't think, yeah. I, I mean, she's obviously very curious about Callie because she's, I think she's jealous of Callie's situation, I'm sure. Of course, they always are. Yeah, and and that's fine. You know, she's in, like, a terrible situation, which, you know, brings me to, like, let's talk about her. Mm -hmm. So, this whole Diamond thing, obviously the pimp tried to reach out to Diamond on the cell phone that was Callie's, Mm -hmm. couldn't get her, so sent someone else to get Diamond a phone. Mm -hmm. Him, he did That was him. That was Russell. Wait, that was the guy? Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Oh, see, I didn't think it was the guy. I thought yeah. it was I thought No, because of the pictures, because yeah. of the Facebook. Oh, see, I... <laughs> yeah. Open my head. Whoop, bye. I think I have yeah. a fever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. She does. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually confirmed, so yes. I'm literally here for the Fosters. <laughs> like, I'm going to be in bed right after this. Yeah. Uh, so they drop the phone, and it's very confusing to me because I get that Steph is a detective now, and her job is sort of dangerous, but this whole thing seems like a lot to tack on to what's already going on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like, I'm stressed. I know, the fact that we're having all of these legal conversations like, for the Fosters is, like, crazy to me. I almost feel like we're doing an after show for a different show. Right. Well, it's just because it's getting it's crazy. Serious. But that's well, almost why I liked it, because there was a moment while we were watching the show that it wasn't freeform anymore. It yeah. was like, it was definitely a show that people watch. Like, and someone the other day compared it, because I used to always say it's like Family house, family Matters and Full House together. And then um, Jeff Eichler, or Jeff Eichler, Jason Eichler mm-hmm. I was with, and he's like, no, it's like Seventh Heaven. But yeah. in this oh day and age, gosh. I was like, oh, you're right, because Seventh Heaven went through all like the mm-hmm. all these issues. But this is just, it's just the, mo- the most realistic that we've ever That's seen so it. And it's getting serious where other people can be in, like, uh, older Generation can be involved and really get into it. <laughs> well, we're not older. I yes. know. <laughs> um, but there's nothing wrong with older. Right. Um, no, I, I think it's reminded me of Law & Order SVU a little bit. Agreed. Yes. Them sitting, uh, Steph and Diamond sitting and, and her, you know, obviously it's really hard because Diamond, I do believe in my heart of hearts that she would like to get out. I just think oh. the fear is deeper. Of course. Oh. And when you're in a situation like that, you know, also, I don't believe that she beat up that girl. You don't? I don't think so. I, I mean, think I think she took the fall for the guy. Really? I don't know. Like, I think she did. I, I Because they always too. say how, oh, they'll do anything for the pimp. Like, they'll, yeah. you know, I don't know, because, because he cares for her. And but I'm he, saying I think that he might have, should it backfire, he can blame Diamond. Well, yeah. So he has his back. That's why he makes yeah. women, the other women do it. Oh man, the bottom bitch. Like she she's says. She's so me. good, though, y'all. I can't she stop just being yeah. amazed really by like her, her every time she's on well, screen. Well, we we found out a little bit about hey, her backstory. Monica Gallegos yeah. says, "Jillian, thanks for hanging in there." Oh, uh. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sweating a little bit. Um, <laughs> so we found out a little bit about Diamond's backstory. Um, so she was assaulted by family members, uncles, unbelievable. Um, starting at 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So this cousins and uncles, cousins and uncles, which is like. Makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people in the United States go through this. Most yeah. g- like He's girls like, and boys are sexually assaulted by people that are close to them. Yeah, because that's the uh, only ones that are that are capable of doing it. And all she was craving was like something that she could get out of it. She got used to it anymore. The, the, the sex part doesn't even phase her clearly. Well, no, because she now just wants someone she's to love like, her. Yeah. Now I never got anything for that sex. Yeah. Now I turn a few tricks and. Yeah. I'm taken care of, mm-hmm. and you know I have somebody that loves me, loves right. me, right? That knocked okay. your ass out too, because we saw that black eye. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. And then and now not only are we dealing with the um, the sex, but we're dealing with crystal meth mm-hmm. and drugs. So now not only the girls are having sex with these guys, but they're turning over drugs too, which sure. adds a whole other layer to mm-hmm. things. And it's just ter- it's just terrifying. I mean the 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 cop that works with Steph said something that really hit home to me and she was like you know we keep sort of dropping these like hopeful we keep dropping hope dropping hope and then hopefully it blossoms I think it was something like that you know planting the seeds planting the seeds and then and then one time it'll blossom Mm -hmm. and you only hope because that poor other girl the 14 year old that she Diamond was shown the pictures Mm of it's just like really heartbreaking that we're seeing this stuff on Freeform. I just keep, like, forgetting yes. what network mm-hmm. we're on because I, I compare this show, and I don't know why I compare the show to all the other shows because it's not like that. Right. Agreed. This is, like, on another it level. It is. <clears throat> and, like, I it's think not- it's because we're, we're dealing with a family in San Diego, but it's the first one. Like, it's supposed to be this, like, happy, joy, joy place, and really it's like, no, this is what they're dealing with, and guess what? Not all families get to have it, th- like, th- that good. And they're coming from a good background, but they still got to go through it. So it's so this this situation is is so real. It is its own. And we come, you know, you look at the other shows that are on the network, Mm -hmm. and nothing is like this. Like we're not dealing, you know, we're not being shown like uh, it's not just photos of of uh, a beat up preteen and dealing with pimps Mm -hmm. and foster kids and and all of these abortions and it's just like. I, it goes around my mind sometimes, like right. it's like a whirlwind. But I love this show because it's on such another level yeah. with ev- with everything else that of we're course. seeing. Yeah, now. I feel like it doesn't do anything just for entertainment value, which other shows—that's yeah. basically what all other shows are doing. But like everything they do on the show is to shine light on something that other people aren't doing, mm-hmm. and that makes people want to watch. It makes it entertaining. Yeah. yeah, it's like honest views. Exactly. You know. Damn. That's a, yeah. That's so. Let's quickly talk about this since this wasn't like a major point of the episode but um loved the lena and monty um oceans eight stakeout portion oh, right. of the episode um really glad the band's back together love you yes. girls you're great <laughs> um i know sherry watches so hi sherry Absolutely. um and you know it's just it's really um it's cool to see them together mm-hmm. and it's shady as hell yes that nick's dad could possibly be funding this private school. Right. What the hell? <clears throat> but, but like they said, it could be something personal. So who knows? I just, yeah. I don't know. Because when they said that, I was like, what if Nick's dad got principal dude who nobody likes and I can never remember his name? To go into the school yes. as a vice principal and stuff? Possibly. I mean. And sabotage everything? Yes. Yeah. But in regards to what, though? Because where's Nick at this point? So really, it's just revenge? <sighs> You're just that mad that it happened? I mean, people, people. <sighs> and do you. Th- do you think it was Nick's dad that was there talking with the principal that day? Yeah, because I don't know if we ever saw him. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. It probably was because we we only heard them. I 
I just don't even, I don't know what, the, this is another level to what we have to break down in the finale, which mm-hmm. we only have one episode. Like, I have no idea how I'm they're going to so cram sorry. this into 50 some odd minutes. I just don't you get it. You know what? He could be just making a legacy for himself. And if he makes it a private school because if it's his money with his name and now he doesn't have a bad rep to his name. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, he really is son. because the last thing that was known about that is just that his son did the shooting and ruined the school but not anymore because we made up for it and we made it better. Right. And yeah. now the school is called the Nick something something private exactly. school. Exactly. Then it makes oh, his it probably kid look just good like again. Academy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Just like, I don't know. It's crazy. But what I, I do want to bring up is we had talked about this previously but Mariana's secret Twitter backfiring. Yes. Obviously as soon as she deleted that tweet I was like oh somebody screenshotted that. Right. Of course. That's my life. Of course. I screenshot. Right yeah, legit. Yeah. And yeah. not to mention, she was the only one posting on that Twitter. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. that account would one have voice. worked had she been posting anonymous posts from other people, like, right. sending into her. Like, Gossip mm-hmm. Girl. Ex- y- yes. Mm-hmm. But, like, by posting only her own personal, like, secrets or yes, secrets of those around her, it made it so easy to point Jesus's at her. His face was brilliant when he read that, the one about um, yes. Emma. Brilliant. Like, it hit home. Like, well done, sir. And that does suck. It's too bad that, like, Twitter and, like, the people think that way. And, yes, it might be entertaining, but, oh, man, that sucks. Because it did. It bit her in the butt 100%. Well, that Mm -hmm. whole thing with Jesus broke my heart. Because I really didn't think that he was going to find out that way. Or at least I hoped that he wouldn't find out that way. Um, And it was kind of upsetting to me. Especially, you know, in the episode that we had seen the... Mariana and Emma interaction when obviously Mariana confronted her. She probably shouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. again, Mariana's yeah. been trying to own her power right. yes. and confronting people and she's been a lot more confrontational and honest over things and yes. um I don't know, like that was really hard for me to watch. Yeah. Right. It was uncomfortable. When she was speaking to Emma about it? Yeah. And then yeah. Emma was like, it wasn't his choice. It wasn't and she's right. like, you're right. But it's like, yeah, it wasn't her choice. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, true, it wasn't his choice. True, right. but, yeah. but like Mariana said, she said true, so she wasn't going to take that away from her. However, we, like she said, and that's what I thought, the first time it happened, I was like, yeah, but they're adopted. Mm-hmm. So right. just like, you know, write it by them or something. Obviously, the it would have been an alternative, but, you know, again, it's her choice to have the baby and give it up for adoption it's one of those things I think people forget that if you're gonna have the baby I'm gonna keep it you know and I applaud all the people in the world who are able to just so strongly say I can't do it so someone else take this baby Mm -hmm. because it's like how could you ever see it and then let go of it yeah but I don't know. It is what it is. I yeah. I just can't wait to see what Jesus really says because we see that he clearly has a bad reaction to it and runs off. But I want to hear the beginning discussion. I want to hear what his real sentiments are and how he's going to... More towards Emma. Clearly, he's going to be pissed off at Brandon that he didn't say anything and mad at Mariana that she didn't just say, say it when she could have. But mm-hmm. how is he going to feel towards Emma? Yeah. It's kind of cool, though. I mean, I feel bad. Uh, I get frustrated with Mariana, I guess I should say. But it is kind of cool watching her go through this struggle of trying to say exactly what she's thinking and be more ballsy about things and upfront. But at the same time, she doesn't really know how to properly confront people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like her intentions are right, I think, but she just didn't a- approach the conversation with Emma properly. And then when Brandon comes at her in that way and kind of puts her in her place, I felt like you could see Mariana having that moment of like, 
yeah, I actually wasn't the best of friend in the way that I handled that. And I didn't necessarily think about her. So I think it's, I'm liking watching her, like, learn how to properly communicate with Mm -hmm. people. And then in the other sense of, like, Emma and Jesus and everything going on with them. Yeah, agreed. Just when he read that text and, like, just watching him take that in and not immediately say it and, like... I actually thought he was going to immediately say it to yeah, her. Yeah, I kind of wish he did, but then I, I remember it's a TV show. <laughs> we have yeah. to wait for things. Right. We can't well, get, like, instant gratification. But also because he because it was that deep, so it's I yeah. think that there's going to be a sentiment of sadness yeah. in addition to him being angry and, mm-hmm. like, something that you have to process and, like, what am I about to say and am I... Am, is this really about me? And, you know, yeah. it's just so confusing. Mm-hmm. That was tough. And, you know, I think it was really tough because Mariana clearly knows that she wants to be a good person and wants to do better things. So then to hear Brandon, your older brother, who yeah. pisses you off sometimes, say that you're a crappy friend. Mm-hmm. One, you have to kind of accept that you possibly are. But two, but no, I'm not a crappy friend because yeah. I wasn't trying to do that. So that's really mm-hmm. frustrating to be like a teenage girl right? at that time when you're when you really are just trying to look out for everybody. But sure. right. Which breaks but your then, heart. Like, oh, but then you're the crappy friend, you know, yeah. you're like, no, because she should have said some shit, too. But. What do you do? Ah, uh, it's so... Oh, man. High school stuff. Right? That's what I was thinking when that happened. I was like, God, just so many emotions and feelings and opinions from so many people. It's so much a lot. It's a lot when you're and young. I'll, and it's you know so what? Much. I think what's what I applaud about this family, I'll, coming from different cultural backgrounds, mm-hmm. we... It's something innate the way that you react like it's in your blood how you are like yes Latinos are sometimes a little bit fiery you know what I'm saying like um, just so you and then having Brandon that's all you know like his mom so they react the same way yeah. and then having Callie and Jacob that were abused when they were younger so they're gonna react a yeah. certain way mm-hmm. and then Lena coming from a, a biracial background she's gonna react a certain way yeah. so for that dynamic to even work is just unbelievable to me because true. how do you find that happy medium yeah. they have no control over the way that they are as humans yeah and then to see like we that moment where we see mariana and jesus watch gabe and anna like it's it's so difficult i was telling the girls um jillian and hannah that even though you come from such a beautiful family to see gabe and anna in a good place and then to see what you have in common with them i'm sure even though you've never gotten to spend time that you could be like damn that, that could have worked and it's, that I and, and, that, and they could they probably even feel more of a connection for whatever reason it is, sure. even though they've never had any relationship with. Well, them. they both had the same looks on their face. It was that longing. It yeah. was that you know. And then obviously it. Sort and their of, parents are beautiful. Yeah, and that yeah. also hurts. You know, <laughs> it does. And especially seeing Gabe being so caring towards the Isabella. baby. Isabella. You know, like, and that was the first time they met, which was a darling moment that we got to see on camera. It was. Yes. But what was really heartbreaking, but also very important, I think, is when Anna was with Mariana at the doctor's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think that Anna is this, like, you know, strong mama now, but, like, there is some deep-rooted stuff in her that she can never forget. And, and you know, for her to say that, Mariana and Jesus dreamt up Mm -hmm. being left in their Mm -hmm. crib with poop-filled diapers and no food and these memories that they sort of have, you know, it's truly heartbreaking. I I mean, listen, if I was a mom and I had issues, you know, I wouldn't want to think that. And actually, Steph, you brought up a really good point about Isabella Mm -hmm. when you were like, you know, I bet Anna is thinking like, oh my God. How, how how could I have ever done that? Like, I have this baby right now who she's very attentive mm-hmm. to. Yeah. You know, Isabel, Isabel is her everything and she really has her stuff together. But for but her to sort of walk out, 
and be so frustrated and it's like we have to remember that you know she is a work in progress mm-hmm. yeah. and people forget it of course when characters have I good was... moments you know everyone is a work in progress you don't know what's going on with everybody you don't know the story behind everyone's you know yes. chapter book exactly and clearly she still has a lot going on and this is the thing that we're, we're constantly trying to tell people um why we're trying to be there for people because we all understand that we're human that we make mistakes and as an adult why adults start going to therapy and other things is because they're starting to accept things from their past so mm-hmm. Anna being in a position where she used to be an addict and again it's the, the whole thing the thought of Isabella because I'm sure instantly and unfortunately she thought she thought of leaving Isabella by herself yeah. and that she would never you know sure. and I was I was with my nephews this weekend I kept looking at Kaysen the youngest one mm-hmm. and I'm like oh if he fell his head this every little thing if something bad happened you know, so to think that you did do it. Yeah. And like Mariana said, we, we were in our own shit, you know, our, our feces. We were they, yeah. they were babies they had. And the fact that they remembered it and because she didn't say it, but she, she should have said it's because it was so traumatic. That's why we remember at such a young age. Yeah. And how do you you know, she now she has to deal with hearing it and accepting the fact that that's how bad of a person. That's what, how bad of a place that she was in. I mean, that's awful. I, I was not surprised at all that she walked out. And it sucks to see Mariana see that because she's like, okay, so this dynamic would just have never probably worked. Right. Right. And then also Mariana has to deal with the fact that Anna doesn't want to admit it, which also makes Mariana... You know that hurts her as yeah. well. Like just hearts breaking everywhere for right? all the characters. Right, and Mariana doesn't get that. It's but it's that it's tough for Anna. You know, yeah. and that we. But you have to. That's how you, you have to help people like that. You know, people always told me I have friends that are addicts that are like it is a disease and that you you crumble apart and that's why it's kind of like a sensitive area and that's why they have support groups and. Mm-hmm what are you supposed to do you know this is we're we're trying to make them feel better because that's why a lot of the people go through depression and then kill themselves you know that's why suicide occurs that's why drugs occur that then lead to overdose because people can't handle it and if we're trying to promote that they can then we have to be acceptive of them and their issues from the past well so true and that speaking, was very sad speaking like, of, it was true. Um, said it was sad, though. speaking of taking your own life there we had this sort of heartbreakingly wonderful moment between Brandon and Jesus at the kitchen table, oh, which, gosh. like, these kitchen table scenes, I swear to God, every they're single so time. Good. That's every what they're there for. I mean, look at we're on the table I now. <laughs> it's just like, I feel the love. Yes. Um, so, obviously, we find out that um, Gabe did tell Lena that um, Jesus wasn't taking his meds, which was definitely the right move. Of course. And definitely the right thing for Gabe to do so he doesn't mess up further because he's already been blamed for so much. Mm-hmm. So, like, I totally get that. And obviously, Jesus is pissed because, you know, he thinks he can't trust, whatever. I feel like in when he's looking back in on the situation a couple yes. of years from now, he'll be grateful. Absolutely. Um, but he feels that, you know, teenage. And it was so, the conversation that him and Brandon had was so nice I love these brotherly moments. Mm-hmm. They're so wonderful. And for him, for Brandon to tell Jesus, like, sex is not everything, man. Yeah. Like, you need to chill out. Like, yeah. that's what I would have said. I mean, like, this is not the end of the world. Right. Like, don't worry about yeah. it. Like, and you're not the only one. <laughs> I'm also, I'm so grateful for Brandon because I think eventually, and writers, I hope we see this scene one day, Jesus is going to have, is going to go to Brandon and say, you were my dad growing up. That's you know, oh my God. that's his father figure. That's who he had 
as an example and that's the yeah. reason why he broke down because he doesn't want to tell his moms that it does and it sucks for a man because guess what for some men it does hurt to not be able to have sex they have that drive and at that age you want to be able to do that and you want to make this girlfriend happy especially if you feel that you have these insecurities about your yeah. mind and that she's only there for the physical part of it well that was so fatherly to me it was like man you're way more than what you you think you are right and Absolutely. i feel like it's so important I feel like there needs to be like a self-worth class yeah. for teenagers because Absolutely. I did not know my self-worth until about four years ago. Sure. And how sad is that? No. I was in my early 20s. Like, right. I don't know. I just feel like it's so important to know what you're worth and to know what you have going for yourself. Right. And I think it's a whole like confidence thing. Like, Jesus was super confident mm-hmm. on the outside. Absolutely. You know, like, uh, like man of the school, like athlete. He was handsome, tall, charming, had a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. And then we have these deep-seated insecurities, which, again, it's like you never know really what's going on below the surface. Of course not. And hopefully now, after this conversation, at least it helps him understand his self-worth a little bit more. And also I love that Brandon said that there are other ways to please your lady. Because that's how the conversation would go as well. You know, I mean, you got real talk a little bit. I mean, listen, it's not just one-sided. It's not just one-sided, but it was so funny that he didn't want to say it. Yeah. So still, (laughs) he's he's being a good brother by not, like, condoning, like, hey, this is what you got to do, brother. But he's like, but talk to her about it. Because that's true, because he also doesn't know how Emma is. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, that was very smart. And I think that what's going to be beautiful about this is that a lot of men do get the pleasure of seeing a woman being pleasured mm-hmm. and he'll be able to learn that and it's a very beautiful thing that it goes both ways and Absolutely. you know he can I grow hope, from this I hope that happens obviously after him and Emma have a conversation about the tweet that he read because yes. as we know they were about to fool around and then the tweet happened right and this might be the end of the relationship but so all right. we don't know we don't know um, and one more Brandon thing because like I I Boring. love him this episode so much but it really got me thinking like okay so obviously the moment between him Steph and Lena um in the beginning when Mm -hmm. they were like we are so proud of you that you did this and and it was so you know you did the right thing and um you know just like reassuring him that the the right choices were made and and it's Emma's job to tell Jesus and it's nobody else's and whatever obviously they're pissed about grandma a little bit since grandma knew about it (laughs) but I really, it sucks that Brandon is literally helping everyone else and all of his things are put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Completely agreed. Like, I need to see him shine a little bit. I mean, we we got to see a little bit of it with, like, the music therapy in the beginning of the season. But since then, I feel like he has been such a good person to be there for people and to be that just rock. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he's learned to take that and it's so sad, but... It's inevitable. You know, that's not to say anything to a household that doesn't have that father figure, but the same way a woman is beautiful, a man is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he is there. He, I think after turning 18 and having his little trials and tribulations, even with just Courtney and the kid and not getting into Juilliard, there's something about, there's something to be said about when you turn 18 and when you, when you leave high school, how you're rid of your ignorance a little bit. And I think that he is just, subconsciously taking the responsibility of taking mm-hmm. care of his family now. Well, I, he doesn't want to see them hurt. And again, playing the, the father figure in this household. Nobody's asking about Juilliard except for Callie. Exactly. Episode. It was this episode and it was like a two second Which thing. Which goes to show you why she is special to him. Yeah. yeah. Because Which, nobody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I love that they did a moment and yeah. brought that back up because it really hasn't been brought up. It's been like lost in the mix even right when it happened. Like, mm-hmm. 
they kind of brushed over all of it and nobody's taken a moment to like they've never shown him being upset about it or yeah. anything it just happened and it was done and everybody else's stuff was more important important and he's just kind of and he sees that though it. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's upsetting he does you could tell that he's just like well just now's not the time I just thought this was like a really it was it was a really great episode for obviously a lot of other characters but Brandon is like taking like a piece of my heart Agreed. into the Me finale too. like I I love Brandon that his, he's been there for so many characters this yes. season it's just it's been great anyway Agreed. I think we talked about what we need to talk about. I just really want to talk about predictions. Because we had a hell of a preview. <laughs> I know. It scared me, actually. <laughs> and now, you're after I don't even know what to think about it. I haven't even checked my Twitter. Oh, we my had God. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, my God. I oh, yeah. Oh, um... K five square just said the Courtney comment that they made yep. that he made. Yeah, we would have oh, yeah. talked about that, but Jeff's not here. So <laughs> next right. week. Um, by the way, next week we're gonna have um, Peter Page on, and he directed Oof. the episode. I'm yes. so excited. I've really never met here, met him. Never. I know Jeff interviewed him yeah. for his podcast LGBT Q and A. Um, so he's been to After Buzz before, but not for our show. So really excited. Super stoked. You know, I just found out that the Q stood for questioning also. And I have to say that I've, and, and queer, which queer means you're kind of all over the place. I like low key think I'm queer. Well, I think we That's all have ever said that queer. a lot. <laughs> and on camera. Breaking news. You heard it first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to see Um No, but I, I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, doesn't that make it easier for everyone else? It's just like, well, I don't really know. I'm just the. It's true. I yeah. think it's. Makes so, that community uh, so huge. Everyone's tweeting yeah. at me. This and is nice crazy. And okay, so we see in the preview, Callie is with Diamond. WTF? Oh, um, excuse. G. What? You what? see, because she's she's saying like she's just thinking, I'm not going back. You know, like so. Then now she's just trying to get Russell to help her out and get some money and like so that she can leave. I don't get it. She just thinks that she should be a trick now. I don't. I, I don't understand how her. That's where her head goes. I'm thinking maybe Diamond confided in Callie. I think maybe Callie. Maybe I. I, I don't know. Oh, maybe she's yeah. just trying to help Diamond again. Yeah. And we just saw it for something else. We thought, okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. She's trying to go in there and like maybe get this 14 year old girl out or something. Maybe she finds something. out. Oh, no, I hope. I just... Okay, so... There was a lot of blue and red lights. <laughs> so we have yeah. a tweet it. from... Oh, yeah, someone... Three, Monica said something about blue lights. From 328. Okay. That somebody just tweeted at me, but it was from Peter's uh, Instagram. And it's a screenshot of Callie in a very slinky top. Oh, no. With blue makeup on. No. And I don't know who's next to her. Sorry, guys, that that you're listening, but oh, um, no. I'll retweet it so you can check out my Twitter at Jillian Left if you want to see the photo that we're talking about. Is she going like undercover? Which makes me feel like she might be going undercover. This photo. I we're don't not know. even going to get to the trial, are we? I don't even know. Maybe she I don't can. Think maybe she runs agree. away. Well, she runs away. They're like, "Where's Callie? Where's Callie?" No, no maybe way. She, she would be that silly. Maybe she agrees to. Um... Yeah, I don't know. You know how sometimes that's how they get them out of stuff? Like, can I do something to help? Y'all, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm so sad. And then we have to, hopefully nothing really bad happens to Jesus Jesus because it's raining and he runs out. He better not get in no car or anything like that. Whoa, don't think those negative things. Hold on. Well, I'm going to get more negative because I still can't get Hayden's comment 
out of my head, which right. was this, ev- everything's different after the finale. Yes, we had uh, Christopher was saying that also. He's like, Hayden was right. Nothing's going to be the same. So maybe something actually does happen to Callie. And I'm just saying that because it's not unheard of. Right. To stop, stop. This is not going to be a Rob Stark stop. situation, okay? Exactly. I that was exactly. Rob Stark and that John was only, Snow. No, that, that's a different situation. I mean, God, between that and Nashville, like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm just saying it's not unheard of. You know, we need to we need to mentally prepare ourselves. Right. We need to take all the information uh-uh. in. Um, in the next week, I suggest everyone tweet prepare the three of us. Prepare yourself for someone to die is what Jillian is saying. <laughs> I feel like I'm already near tears and it's not even next week yet. Well, I would I'm just terrified. say tweet the three of us with your predictions because we definitely want to hear it. Do you guys have anything else to say before we wrap this up? Um, if anybody's going to die, it's going to be Diamond. Don't, don't tease with me about like I, I don't know. a main character. I don't hey, know. Seuss, if you're still sad, I'll have your baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say. Okay. Yeah. Shall we leave it at that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Stephanie, during this week when people are going to tweet you their predictions, <laughs> where can they find you at? You can all find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff. And don't forget to tune into the finale next week, but we'll have Peter Page live in studio, and Jeff will be here too. See you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.